Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Glory. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. And may we not be slow to listen and slow to receive. To listen is to receive. To listen is to receive. It is not to question or to argue or to quarrel. Listen is to receive. But how do you listen? How do you listen? Do we listen as in prove it to me? Show me the evidence? Uh, How do we listen? That's not listening. (laughs) Listening means that you are receiving. We welcome the word of the Lord into the house. Speak to us, Lord. Do we receive? Do we receive? I think for most Christians, we are quite acquainted with the way the Pharisees and the teachers of the law listened. They was always trying to trap Jesus with his words. They was always trying to find something wrong with everything he said. Has there ever been someone that you have not trusted and you, you're listening to everything they say? You, you're trying to find something wrong. You're not listening to receive. You're listening to fight. You're listening to oppose. You're listening to gather some data that would justify you're being against an individual or you being against someone you're not listening to receive you're listening to argue so there's no um, there's no uh, limit of scriptures where we would find scriptures similar to this when Jesus left there the Pharisees and the teachers of the law begin to oppose him fiercely and to besiege him with questions. So you don't have to be a Christian very long to realize that the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, in some places uh, they would be called, in the King James they would be called scribes, in some cases they would be called lawyers. Mm. Now when a lawyer puts someone uh, on the on the witness stand, you know, that's against his client. The lawyer is listening carefully to what the other side is saying, but only to prove wrong, only to justify and to state their case or their cause. How do you listen? Jesus says, "Be careful how you listen." How do you listen? 
Do you listen to receive? Did you come here this morning to believe or to find fault? Did you come here this morning to justify your own views and your own theology and your own understanding or concept of what's wrong with the world and why you're not blessed? Or did you come to listen to receive did you come to catch me in a statement did you come to find fault did you come to to receive this morning or did you come to find fault with how the worshipers were dressed this morning uh, how the first lady looks this morning you know. uh, how do you listen did you come to receive the Pharisees was always coming to hear Jesus the priest would even send the Pharisees and the teachers of the laws the experts of the law as Jesus would call them he would the priest would send them to Jesus to listen to him. But for what result? You come this morning. Did you come to receive? No. Or to catch a preacher at another lie? Ah. Now, in most cases, we do not even come as a juror listening to both sides. Because we could listen to both sides and then decide by our feeble way of understanding which side was right and which side was wrong. But in most cases, we may not even come to church as a juror. As in, okay, let me listen to God's point of view and then I'll listen to my point of view and I'll decide which one is right. That's the way a juror listens provided they have not been bribed. And then the lawyers and the experts you know who the experts are they're the ones that know everything. The experts. You know, they're the ones many times, they, they come to this house for prayer. They, they come wanting help. They come wanting prayer. But everything the counselors say is wrong. So you can come as jurors. Let me hear what God has to say. And hear what? I have to say, and I will weigh between the two, as if though I am Lord God Almighty, or we are the lawyers, we already know who's at fault in the misery of our lives. We already know who's at fault, you know? Besides the woman that the Lord has put with me, we already know who's at fault here. So we come to listen 
We come to listen. This is like some parents, you know, their children are in a, um, a squabble. The parents grab them and bring them before them. They've already decided we're going to beat all of them. But tell me what happened. <laughs> Raise your hand if you're guilty. Uh, you already decide you're going to beat them. Or one of the children or your friend or someone. You've already decided who you're going to believe. But just so you can have this, uh, you know, this, this, this air about you, you know, you know, you know, that you're a person that listens, you know, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you tell me your side, but you already know which side you are on. Uh, there's no innocent until proven guilty. There's guilty until I find more evidence. <laughs> you know that's the way we judge. Huh? Yes. And then sometimes even the even the juror who's supposed to be more uh, biased, you know, not so biased, even they, they're watching, but they don't like the way you dress. Uh, they're guilty. You know, they don't like this. But we shouldn't judge God as lawyers, already knowing who is right. And we shouldn't even come to church as a juror just to hear is that what church is about? We gather. Every Sunday morning we gather just so the preacher or the prophet can justify that God is good. No wonder there's a lack of miracles. We come just so the preacher can justify that God was good in everything he did this week and that all things work for the good. Hmm? Hallelujah. I could call for everybody to come down and repent right now. There's probably enough been said. <laughs> but here's the revelation. Did you come to receive manna from heaven. Did you come to receive a word from God? Many of my introductions is that we welcome the word of the Lord. Hmm? But did we come to receive? Huh? Or let me go see what God says I did wrong this week. Did you come to receive this morning? Huh? Or did you come to judge? Huh? To justify your own agenda, to justify your own theology. Or did you come just to hear 
the preacher justify that God is good again. He's, the prophet's always showing favoritism. He always chooses God and never me. But the Bible does say, let God be true and every man a liar. Even when he don't think he's a liar, God is always true. Two disciples, after Jesus' resurrection, they was on the road. And they'd scratching their head trying to figure out what's going on. The women said that he's risen from the dead. And Jesus comes along and starts talking to them, but they don't recognize him. Wow. Many times we don't recognize him. Wow. And he says, how foolish you are. And how slow of heart you are to believe what all the prophets have said and what I have told you. Hmm? Other scripture says, you're slow to listen. Meaning you're slow to receive. I just have to keep giving you milk. You can't walk, you can't talk. James says, be quick to listen. Slow to speak, to judge, and slow to anger. You know when you hear something you don't like? You know when the preacher says something you don't like? Uh, did you come to listen? Did you come to receive what... God would speak to you, not only in prophecy. But in word. Hmm? We always point to these Pharisees and these teachers of the law. They was always opposing Jesus, always fighting against him. Always trying to trick him or see if what he's saying is true huh? yes sometimes many times I've heard preachers say you should have your Bible with you and read along to make sure I'm not lying to you <laughs> if the preacher is lying about the scripture he's reading I, well you know if you don't trust him no more than that you should find another church to start with yeah Mm -hmm. but how far are you from being a Pharisee and a teacher of a law mm -hmm. always opposing fiercely and besiege him with many questions as if though you're trying to understand are you trying to understand? The lawyer asks many questions, but is he trying to understand or is he trying to entrap you and trick you? Huh? The jury listens and they like the many questions of the many lawyers because they do not believe. There should be less 
questions and more believing. That's why your promises are not coming to pass. Huh? Less questions and more believing. Huh? Less questions and more believing. But, but how is this? And, and how is this? I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. Do you know you cannot understand anything really about God? At least no deep things without the Holy Spirit. All the questions is a sign of doubt. All the questions is a sign of somebody that's opposing you. But what about this? And what about this? Don't you understand that when you say, what about this? And what about this? You already know what you want to believe. And you are not listening to receive. You are listening to oppose. What God is saying. So we're always claiming to listen. But with many questions and many doubts. We leave. Well, I got to pray about this. We leave. And if the Lord should give you a prophetic word, well, I don't know. When you say, I don't know, that means you are quick to speak. And not quick to listen and quick to believe what God has promised. There are four major promises that God has promised us, and none of them by works. He promised Abraham, I will give you the world. He promised David, your descendant will sit on the throne. He promised us a gift, the Holy Spirit. And he promised all of creation a new heaven and a new earth. It is a promise, you do not have to work for it. It is a guarantee, you do not have to work for it. The things that we do, we should do out of love. We should not be beaten or threatened to love. Four promises, major promises, all of them inclusive in the gospel. The forgiveness of sins through Christ. Abraham, he promised the world. David, he promised that a descendant would sit on the throne, which was Jesus. And to us, he promised again and again the gift. He says, wait for the gift. And what is the gift? It is the Holy Spirit. And the fourth one, he promised us a new heaven and a new earth. But let's come back to us. All these promises are ours. All the way back to Abraham. But he promised us the Holy Spirit. And most of the church does not have the Holy Spirit. You have too many questions to receive the Holy Spirit. You're too sad to, to receive the Holy Spirit. Because you justify your sadness. 
But what part of receiving the Holy Spirit don't you understand that it is a better and a joyful life? The fruits of the Spirit is joy, is peace. Much of the church, much of the church do not have the Holy Spirit. You have only been baptized into the name of Jesus. You do not have the Holy Spirit. If you had the Holy Spirit, you would not question so much. When Peter and his brother Andrew and James and his brother John, huh? when they was fishing, Jesus says, come follow me. They left their old father on the boat. They didn't say, where are we going? What are we going to do? How's this going to happen? What do you mean we're going to be the fishermen of men? Are we going to start trafficking humans? Or what are we doing? You have too many questions. And you do not believe. You do not believe because you do not have the spirit of God. You cannot believe without the Spirit of God. All your fears justify that you do not have the Spirit of God. All your sadness testifies that you do not have the Spirit of God because you did not believe. The disciple says, when? When you believed in Jesus, when you was baptized, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Teachings, brothers and sisters, is not the Holy Spirit. You have a good mind. You can remember a scripture. But teachings is not the Holy Spirit. The whole world has the teachings. Any atheists. Any homosexual can walk in and buy the Bible. You go to some places, you get it free. Anybody can read. But to believe is something that comes only through the Holy Spirit. Healing comes only through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the word that speaks it and makes it clear, but it is through the Holy Spirit. The Bible even says, if he who raised Christ from the grave, speaking of the Holy Spirit, he does not have a name, but he belongs to God. He's God's spirit. He's not a big bird. He's God's spirit. If he who raised Christ from the grave, it did not say that Christ raised himself from the grave, although there's scriptures that would imply that, but you must understand all three are one. But if he who raised Christ from the grave is in your mortal body, it will give life to your mortal body. Not only that you may enter into the new heaven and the new earth, but it will give life to your mortal body even as I speak. The reason some of you are not being slain in the spirit right now is because you got too many questions. 
And the reason some of you don't have the Holy Spirit, because you say, I have the Holy Spirit. But you can't tell the Holy Spirit from a pigeon. You just say, well, I have the Holy Spirit. I believe. The Bible says if I believe, I have the Holy Spirit. If you believe. But some of them in the Bible was honest enough to say, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. I know we, we did not receive the Holy Spirit. Huh? Why do we have fights and quarrels? Because we do not have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is one. He is not confused. Why do we have disagreements? Because you do not have the Holy Spirit. Why are you judging somebody this morning by the way they walk, the way they talk, and their clothes? Because you do not have the Holy Spirit. Because in the Holy Spirit there is peace, there is oneness. And even if they was dressed a little inappropriately, the Holy Spirit would say patience. Hmm? Yes. But I'd much rather have a front row of shiny knees than a back row of quarreling tongues. Sometimes you find both in one vessel. <laughs> Why is things not changing in my life? Because you do not have the promise. There was four major promises. Abraham, I'll give you the world. David, your descendant will sit on the throne. You, I will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And to all of us, four, a new heaven and a new earth. Everything else is all inclusive. He promises you a new heaven and a new earth. He promises you the Holy Ghost and you can't get your car started. You can't find a job. You can't find peace. You can't find a husband. You can't find a wife. You can't find a job. You can't find a house. You're a liar. You're not lying and you can't find them, but you're lying because you do not believe the promise. And what's the greatest promise to us is the Holy Spirit. Read your Bible. If you question me, read your Bible. If you doubt me, read your Bible. The greatest gift in the New Testament is the Holy Spirit. It is not he who finds a wife. It is he who finds the Holy Ghost. It's he who finds the Holy Spirit. That is the blessed gift. That is the gift of all other gifts. Because without the Holy Spirit, you cannot believe that a Jewish carpenter is standing by your side. 
some of them Read your Bible. If you don't trust me, trust Google. Read the word of God. The promise to this generation. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men, your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. And you can't prophesy because the gift of prophecy is from the Holy Spirit. And if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you cannot prophesy. You can prophesy lie, but you can't prophesy. You can be paper saved. You can be learned. You can know your scripture. You might know more scripture than a spirit-filled person. And that you have a better memory. Uh, the advantage of a learned theologian. The value of a learned Christian who has all the scriptures. The difference between somebody that is learned of the Bible and somebody that is the Holy Spirit you know the paper it's written on but the person with the Holy Spirit knows the man that wrote it and I had rather know the person than all the things he wrote because without the Holy Spirit it's left up to my own interpretation and there's no power in it when the Bible says there is a way that seems godly, but in the end it's death. It means that person that does not have the spirit of God. Some of us may have the Holy Spirit, but we grieve him with all our questions. With all our questions. Before you get out of the road, the truck has none run over you. I say before you get out of the road, the truck is none run over you. Before you get out of the road, the truck is none run over you. You did not listen to the voice. Before you save your marriage, you've already lost it. Before you've done the right thing in your job, you've already lost it. The Holy Spirit does not show up at your funeral. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have no funeral. Where, oh, death is your sting? Where, oh, death is your victory? Death has been swallowed up in victory. Paper saved Christians. Leaning on toothpicks.
questions, questions, questions. But when will you ever believe the promise? The promises. Before Moses I was, I was in the promise that God gave Abraham. Hmm? It doesn't mean I can't learn something through the prophets. But before Moses I was, before Moses you was, if you believe, you're in the promise. When David received the promise that his descendants would sit upon the throne. We are the descendants of Christ. Huh? He's given all of us promises. But a promise is nothing if you don't believe the promise. Huh? Or at least you will suffer until it happens. The greatest promise he's given us is the promise of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Jesus said to the women, do not hold on to me. That means don't just hold on to the word about me. Do not hold on to me because I have not yet gone to the Father. When I do, I shall send you a counselor. I will not leave you as an orphan. See, when you read the Bible, when you read a scripture, when a, a pastor reads a scripture for you, and then he closes his book and walks away, you are an orphan. In other words, I read it to you. Perhaps if you wasn't quarreling too much, you received it. But when I closed it up, it's like, and that's why many times church means nothing after church. He says, I will send you another. It's the Spirit of God that He promises us. And in the blessedness of that Holy Spirit, it says the Holy Spirit is a deposit and a guarantee. Jesus says, This generation wants signs and wonders. But none will be given to it except for that of the prophet Jonah. And we have been arguing for years. Was that a whale? Or a literature? Was that was that a real fish? Or was that a uh, was that just symbolic? Or was that just a metaphor or a literature? If the Lord can't get you out of a fish, hey, he's going to get you out of the grave. No questions. Questions. Our children asked a lot of questions. We think, wow, they're smart. No, they're dumb. <laughs> the fact they're asking questions says they're dumb. Quit telling your children they're smart when they're asking a bunch of questions. They're not smart, they're dumb. Wonder where they learned that from. Uh, 
Read your Bible. Any translation you like. Google. The New Testament says, wait for the promise. Wait for the gift. Jesus says, if I be lifted up, I will draw on men unto me. And that he will leave gifts. And the gifts he's talking about is the fruits of the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit. Knowledge. Wisdom. Knowledge. Faith. Nine gifts. Nine fruits. And one Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit. You have wisdom. You have knowledge. You have faith. You have healing, you have power, you have prophecy, you have discernment, you have tongues, you have interpretation. If you got all that, what's with all the dumb questions? When you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit bears witness to the things. It's one thing to be inquisitive because you want to know more. But as I've said, most of our questions come from doubt and not from belief. Think about it the next time you have questions about me, says the Lord. Are they coming from doubts or are they coming from beliefs? Where are your questions coming from? The two disciples, disciples on the road to Emmaus after Jesus' resurrection. No, their questions was not that. Their questions come out of doubt. Not out of belief. If somebody you love, if Jesus is resurrected from the dead, you say, Lord, I love you. You don't say, is it you? How did you do it? Let me put my finger. Here, eat something so we know you're not a ghost. When it was dark and the wind was blowing and the sea was tossing and the disciples were scared and Jesus come walking up on the water. And they thought it was a ghost. But Peter says, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come to you. Now understand, there's a question there. But you ain't going to step out of a boat in a storm unless you believe. And that's why some of you are still in the boat. That's why some of you are still in the pew. That's why some of you are still broke. Well, does the Lord really promise money? See, you're captive by sin and full of bitterness. The patriarchs asked for their flocks to increase. For what purpose? 
some of you are broke because you ain't figured out whether or not if Jesus wants you to have money. That's why you can't keep it. You've heard the resurrection to come and you'll have money and you'll go to hell. So you spend it on something foolish? As if though that's not a sin. You don't know whether or not if God wants you to be married. You do not have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Spirit of God. If you had the Spirit of God, you wouldn't have all these dumb questions. You know what Paul said about his own people? Paul said about his own people. Jesus said about his own people. You're always grieving the Holy Ghost. You're hardened. You're always grieving the Holy Ghost. When Moses told the Israelites, go up into the promised land and conquer the giants. They said, what? <laughs> they was all for the promised land until they realized there was giants up there. Say what? But who was the Israelites? God just rescued them from Egypt. He just made the, the sea open up. Miracles upon miracles. He gives them the law. On Mount Sinai. He gives them the law. He gives them the Ten Commandments. God wrote it with his finger on tablets. If anybody deserves the promised land. Look at all those signs and the Israelites still didn't go up. Which says law can't save you. Because if anybody had the law, it was the Israelites. But they still was cowards. They did not believe. Law won't save you. Going to church won't save you. If you do not have faith in God, if you do not believe, and even of old there was individuals who was credited to have the Spirit of God, you can't believe these things unless you have the promise and the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's not just for circus on Sunday. The Holy Spirit is not just circus on Sunday. Mm, not discrediting any of the joyful things we might do in the presence of the Lord. But it's not just that. It's what's going to raise you from the dead. It's what's going to make your promises come to pass. These Israelites had the law. They had the ark. They had the manna. They had the staff. They had all these things. And they still cowards. You have all these things. You have church attendance. Uh, you got a gold leaf Bible. You have this and you have that. But all these things. And you know the word. And you have studied the word. And you read the Bible every day. And you get up and you pray every day. You have the aspects of the law. But you do not have the Holy Spirit. Because all you do is sit and You do not believe. You have questions. The more you read, the more you question. Yeah. 
You have all these things. You're always praying. You're always lighting a candle. You're always getting a prophet to pray for you. You're always reading. You're always doing this. And your neighbor, who does none of that, gets blessed. Because the more you read, the more fearful you get. You do not believe. You do not have the Holy Spirit. It's not going to work without the Holy Spirit. And, and before we quarrel more, Paul says, those who were not looking for righteousness found it, but those of you that had the law, you can't find righteousness. The Pharisee in the temple, thanking God for the law and all that he has, but it was the tax collector that was justified. All your religious work is not going to do nothing without the Holy Spirit. You're wasting your time. You might as well go take a sea bath. <laughs> no, seriously. If you're not going to receive God, if you're not going to receive the promise, you might as well take a sea bath. You might as well stay home this morning. You go to the doctor. He gives you some medicine. You don't take it. And you paid for all of it. Your money's not a well be here. If you're not going to give your life to God, there is a gift. Huh? There's a gift. And sometimes when I touch people, you're cold. You're cold. If my eyes were not open, I would think you were in a casket. <laughs> Now, there's all kinds of churches. You can find all kinds of churches that does not require so much. And I am not requiring. I'm just telling you, the reason you do not believe in the promise is you do not have the Spirit of God. And all your questions is evidence of it. All your how longs and, and Lord, I'm doing this and I'm doing everything right. What part of the Bible you didn't understand is not about you doing everything right. It's about you believing in the promise. It's about you believing that God is good. No, you should not kill your neighbor. Hello. Even heathens know that. It's about believing the promise. And you can't believe that God is talking to you. And you can't believe the promise unless you have the promise. And the thing that causes us to have the promise is the gift. And it is the Holy Spirit. Because in the Holy Spirit, it bears witness. Sometimes somebody will come to me and they will say, uh, they will say that, uh, I gave them this prophecy, or they would say that, uh, or let's just look at that. They'd say, you gave me this prophecy. Uh-uh, it don't sound like me. <laughs> what did I tell you? Because I know the way they worded it is not my wording. And they sometimes somebody will come to me and they'll say, they say, Shelly said this. And I know Shelly don't know no big words like that. I, te I tease it. 
I tease her. I know Shelly. I know how Shelly talks. Uh, Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Mm. So if the sheep know his voice, he certainly knows his sheep's voice. Somebody say, Victor said this. No, 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 no. Could have been something similar, but he didn't say that. How do I know that? Because I know his spirit. I know his spirit. Many times somebody will bring accusations against somebody. I say, uh-uh, something don't sound right. Because I know their spirit. Uh, I know their spirit. Sometimes people even say, but you said this. I say, uh-uh, those are not my words. I know my words. I know my spirit. Those are not my words. I might have meant it, but I didn't say it. I know my words. So I, I know my disciple's spirit. Huh? See, you might know your child's spirit. You might know your husband's spirit or your wife's spirit. You might understand what I'm saying? All right. If we don't have God's spirit, that's not going to bear witness. Huh? That's not going to bear witness. And when his spirit comes upon you, Jesus says, if I remain in you and you remain in me, There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with churches. There's nothing wrong with the gospel. If you apply it, you must receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The disciples walked with Jesus. Disciples even did, did miracles in his name which was an aspect of the Holy Spirit. It was a working aspect of the Holy Spirit. But basically, they did miracles in Jesus' name because Jesus is right there with them. Or he sent them out, go over here and do this. Right? See, that is not you being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's you drinking of the Holy Spirit that's on someone. Uh, I might have disciples in this house. They go in the prayer room. They're going to pray. It's going to be my spirit. It's going to be God's spirit. But when they decide to leave, when they decide they don't like this house and they don't like me, my spirit departs from them. Now listen to this. The disciples was doing miracles. They was doing miracles. They was healing people. They was casting out demons. Every now and then they'd run across a tough one. But they was doing it because they was drinking off Christ. Because he was with them. But when he's resurrected, he says, I breathe on you the Holy Spirit. Who you forgive is forgiven. And who you do not forgive is not forgiven. Be careful of a man of God who has the Holy Spirit. Because it's in that man, through the Holy Spirit, it's in that man that has the Holy Spirit to forgive you or not forgive you. Now, all those mother preachers, don't worry about them. It's just paper. But what's the one that has the Holy Spirit? But hear what I'm saying. And then Jesus said to his disciples, wait in Jerusalem until the promise comes, 
until the gift comes, until the power comes, the Holy Spirit. So the disciples were doing miracles. The disciples were was doing things that Christ was doing because they was drinking off of his spirit. The only thing they couldn't do was die. Peter found that out the hard way. Huh? But everything else they was doing because they was drinking off the man who had the spirit. Because the man who had the spirit says, go cast out demons. The disciple says, yes, sir. I like doing this anyway. So they received the word, but not only the word, he says, you will walk on scorpion. So they received the word, but they also received the spirit of the man. So they're doing these things in the spirit of the man. But after Jesus is before, after Jesus' resurrection, but right before, he says, wait till the Holy Spirit comes. Because you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. He says you can pray in my name. But it's going to be the Father that's doing it. Because now you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now what's that word for? That word is for some church people. That think they have the anointing. Be careful when you cut yourself off. From the man with the anointing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. But the Lord has a promise. For everyone. You will receive power. Not, not from somebody else. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power to believe. Power to understand. Now sometimes that sometimes the Holy Spirit came with the apostles laying hands. That's why we would lay hands. But sometimes the Holy Spirit would just come while they're preaching. See, we want the gift, but we don't want the spirit. Because to have the spirit, you can't have the spirit of Jesus inside of you. And still doing your own thing. Still living your own way. That's why we say that we are saved by grace and we're saved by the spirit of God. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you can't sin. And when you do, you repent and you turn. Otherwise, we're back sitting in church a little bit more comfortable than, than you know, 2,000, 4,000 years ago. But we're still listening to the words of Isaiah. We're still doing these things. Oh, Lord, let's dress our little babies up on Easter Sunday, you know, because that's, that's, that's in the Koran or the Bible or somewhere. It's written down somewhere. It's a lawful thing to do. We don't know what book it's at because it ain't even in the Bible. These Easter celebrations is not really in the Bible. Neither is Christmas. If Jesus wanted you to celebrate his birthday, he would have told you what day he was born on. Now, is it wrong to acknowledge those things? Of course not. Is that going to get you your new pickup? No. Who wants a new van? Somebody right in here. Who wants a new van? Who, who, no. Is it you? 
Just because I said so, or you want one before? All right, all right. So what I thought. Now, somebody in here, you've been, you desiring a new van. Is that you? All right, I was pointing in the right direction. All right. Huh? Hello. Going to church on Easter is not going to get you a new van. Putting Jesus on your bumper is not going to get you a new van. Hmm? Lighting a candle is not going to get you a new van. Yes? Marrying a prophetess ain't going to get you a new van. You might get her one. And she might let you drive it every now and then. It's the promise of God. Huh? It's the promise of God. Somebody would say, how can you talk about the Holy Spirit and then go to a van? Well, Lord, if you can't believe God to give you a van, how do you think he's going to give you the Holy Spirit? Uh, no, we're lawful. Which rhymes with awful. We lawful, awful, lawful. Because we think all our church stuff is going to get us blessed. It's not. It's not. All it's going to do is torment you. All it's going to do is make you angry. Because you're going to see everybody else getting blessed. You're wasting your time if you come to church and you don't believe. So when them heathens say, why are you going to church all the time? You're just wasting your time. Giving all your money to the church. You're wasting your time. You know what? They're absolutely right if you do not believe. They're absolutely right if you do not have the Holy Spirit. The Lord wants you to have the Holy Spirit. And he wants it to be on you. And he wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When I... See, if, if he believes and receives my spirit, the man is coming. But oh, somebody has a question. Somebody got a question. What, what, did the Lord say that or did the prophet say that? Where's it coming from? Even if I said, thus saith the Lord, you wouldn't believe it no more. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know why the Lord didn't ask for a van to drive into Jerusalem? Because they didn't have vans back then. They only had donkeys. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have got him a van, and he would have stood up in the back of it, and he would have rode into Jerusalem. And every bandit might want to hear me say this. They might want to hear this gospel this morning. You know, go, go into Jerusalem and you're going to see a van parked there with the keys in it. If anybody tries to stop you, just say, the Lord has need of it.
There was someone one time, they received a large sum of money in their bank account. So they come to me. They was more scared of that than being broke. They, they had almost no money in their bank account, but all at once they had this large sum of money in the bank account, and they scared. Hear me again. They was more scared of having money in their bank account than they was being broke. When they was broke, they never come see me. When they got a large sum of money in their bank account, they scared to death. Now, I understand sometimes a bank can make a mistake, but here's all these questions. Here's all these questions. They come to me, and I say, nah, that's a refund. I wasn't joking. Seriously. When it came around, it was a refund. This is where the bank had taken out monies and different things. I ain't going to go into all the details, but it was put back in. The Lord said, it's a refund. It was really their money, but it was a refund. But they like to kill them. Because we do not believe that God is good. We have so many questions. We have so many questions. Huh? I don't need to know if this man has a fan. I don't need to know. Sometimes I ask. Just so it will bear witness with everybody. Everybody can understand. Or, or I, I might say, you know, like with, like with you. I knew you was receiving that van. And receive. I didn't say you couldn't have it. But I knew she, she wasn't thinking about having the van. She just grabbed it. Which is fine. If all of y'all show up to church next Sunday with vans, that's all right with me. Yeah. I don't know where we're going to park them, but that's beside the point. Car park full of vans. All right. But, but it's, it's, about, it's about believing that. And sometimes we have all these questions. Okay, okay. Am I supposed to go out and buy it? Is somebody going to give it to me? I bet it's my brother. My brother got a new truck. I, he's going to give me his truck. You know your brother ain't going to give you no truck. Huh? Because you have questions. You do not have belief. If God says he's going to do it, that means it's probably not going to come in any way that you can understand. Listen, God wants you to be blessed. And the only way you're going to be blessed is to receive his spirit. Now, as I just said, there's two ways to receive the spirit. You could have the spirit that the disciples had in the beginning. And they were just drinking off of Christ. But then it comes the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When I prophesied about the van, all right, there is the word. Word is Christ. And the spirit is there. If he receives now I didn't ask you if he heard if he received didn't ask if he heard if he received that means if he received he not only listened but he received and it will come to pass now that does not mean he's filled with the Holy Spirit that means the Lord spoke to you but that isn't an enticement to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because without the Holy Spirit, we cannot believe. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't believe Jesus is raised from the dead. Huh? Because if you believe Jesus can protect you, what are you running so much for? If you believe Jesus is your provider, why are you wearing so much? Yeah? Why are you sprinkling Lot's wife under your bed? 
Lot, Lot's wife never knew how much she was going to be used in ministry, you know. Mm -hmm. Better stay away from that salt. Hallelujah. Mm. The promise. The promise of God. Ah, the promise of God. It's not just a circus, you know. Some of us, we like the circus. We just like to feel good. So our limitation of the Holy Spirit, we don't, we're not really filled with the Holy Spirit because we're just circus performers. Uh, oh, we can get up here and we can sing some songs that makes your goosebumps give birth. Mm. And we can get excited and we can dance. Huh? But within 40 minutes of the, after the service, it's gone. You can't say you feel with the Holy Spirit if the only time you feel it is in a song. And some of you need a song always to feel the Holy Spirit. You are not filled with the Holy Spirit. You're just drinking it. But it hasn't become yours. The Lord told John the Baptist, when you see this dove, and the Holy Spirit ain't no dove. Dove's just as stinky as any other bird. It's just, it's, just, it's just so John could see something. But he says, when you see the dove, huh? when you see the dove, land on a man and never depart. That's the one I'm talking about. Mm. So sometimes this dove just lands by and touch your head. Or he comes by and he promises you something. But see, like this van, if you believe, if you believe, it will manifest. And once you believe, it's a boom. And sometimes we don't even have to keep believing because we believe so much when it was said. And it just happens because God said so. When I say you're healed, you must receive. Huh? And I know all of us have seen times, we have seen times when when I would minister to somebody that, that's, that, that's got a pain or hurt or something, and they got to tell me how long they had it. they got to go into all the details. But this and this and this and this and this and this. And sometimes I just forget and ignore them because I already know what God said. Well, that's grace and mercy. But that doesn't really mean always that you received your healing. And then sometimes the people just fight against it. Because if they can't understand it, that's why God is not manifesting more in your life. You've seen signs, you've seen wonders, but unless you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, your life is always going to be full of doubts and questions. What if I'm wrong? Who cares? I'd rather be in God. And first thing is, God is not wrong. Hmm? Or we say, well, you need to make sure it's God. Like you have any experience and any experiences whatsoever in being sure that God is God. You ain't got no experiences. Only way you can be sure is in the Holy Spirit. Lord, I believe this is you. I feel your spirit. I believe this is you. And he will confirm it because you have that relationship with the Holy Spirit 
You don't have all the questions. Uh, you know, I used to ask a lot of questions and then I just, I got tired of all my stupid questions. Just believe the promise of God. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Who needs a word this morning? Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe. First, you must believe that He hears you. You must believe that He knows you. Well, you don't have to, but it sure is a big help. <laughs> Who am I looking for this morning? See, I just believe God has a word for somebody. Because God always got a word for somebody. Where you at? I heard the Lord say to give somebody a risk band. And the wristband says, I am free of all medical issues. Mm-hmm. Now, who am I supposed to give this to? Somebody that is very worried about their health. Someone that has more faith than doctors. <laughs> and I mean that in a very strange way. The doctors say they can't find nothing, but you can find something. <laughs> That's you? You think so? You stand up. Let's see if it's you. <laughs> so you think you got something and the doctors can't find it? Probably. Is that true? I don't know. Has the doctors ever found anything? No. Have you found something? What do you think is wrong with you? I don't know. You don't know? What's the symptoms? Abdominal pain. Abdominal pain. How, how often? You have them now? No. How often do you have these pains? Um, sometimes regular, sometimes not for the week. Sometimes regularly, sometimes not for the week. So just sporadic. Maybe out of, out of 30 days in a month, you have them 20 days or 15 days. Yes. All day long? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Show me where it hurts. Just touch. By the navel. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You have children? No. Mm-hmm. 
You would like children? I think so, yeah. You would like to have children? You think so? What is that? Yes, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. Huh? See, you got to have a spirit of a mother. You got to want the children. You can't say, I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to everybody. See, some of you, some of you I don't know if I want children. What does that mean? Let me come back and ask you later. You see, that, that's why it's hurting in that particular place. Yes. Let me see your wrist. He said, put a wrist on, wristband on you that you're free. Because uh, mm -hmm. you have all kinds of thoughts what that might be. From this day, there's not going to be no more. From this day, there's not going to be no more. Hmm? Yeah. So you married? No. No. So how old are you? Nineteen. Nineteen. And you're not sure about marriage yet. That's all right. You still got plenty of time. Yes. But the whole thought scares you. Hmm? Mm hmm. So, what you want to be? You want to be a doctor? Or what you want to be? No, I want to go into business. Going to business? What kind of business? Management of business. Management. And what? An accountant. Accountants. Mm, don't want to be no doctor. No. Too much work. Don't like the blood. What? I don't hmm? like science. Huh? I don't like science. You don't like science? <laughs> so you never wanted to be a doctor? No. Huh? Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> so why are you trying to doctor yourself? <laughs> I saw you don't believe it. I thought that the Lord I thought the Lord was being serious. I thought I thought I thought he'd been no. Lord been funny this morning. Why are you doctoring yourself if you don't like science? <laughs> I thought the Lord was serious. Hmm? He said, she, she wants to be a doctor. I said, all right. And so I said, you want to be a doctor? He said, no. I thought, oh Lord, I'm looking silly now, you know. <laughs> Why are you doctoring yourself if you don't want to be a doctor? You love Jesus? Yes. Hmm? Yes. Hallelujah. You always have a lot of fears, don't you? Yes. Why? I don't know. Uh -uh. I don't know. You don't know. I see sometimes it's just a habit. Sometimes we get it from our mother or father. It's just a habit. But we're going to take away all your fear. Uh, yes. Lord, let me put that bracelet on you. He, he says, you are healthy. Stop worrying. Uh, yeah. That, that, that pain right there is just about wanting a baby and not wanting the baby. It's just about all that frustration. It's just about fears and worrying about life and making the right decisions. What you need to ask God for is the Holy Spirit. Because when he comes upon you, all this fear, I'm going to take the fear off of you, but it's easy to go back to old habits.
But you need to ask God to give you his spirit. So do you feel that freedom and that love? Huh? Yes? Huh? I see you looking out. You're always looking out a window to see if there's a see if there's a bandit or a booger outside. What you going to do if you actually see one? Uh, one day you're going to see your reflection and get scared. Uh, you're always checking. Every noise. You, you check noises, right? That's you? Yes. All right. So you don't live by yourself. No. But you still check. Yes. Today, that stops. But I want you to pray that the Lord would give you his spirit. Because he wants to give you his spirit. You just got to receive it. When you pray for something, that's like saying, Lord, I want it. And when he comes upon you, all this fear is going to come out of your life. Huh? Yeah. Yes. It's all going to come out of your life. And your life is going to be wonderful. Huh? Yes. yes. A few years right down the road. Hmm. 24, right down the road, you're going to meet this nice young man, and I see two children. Life's going to be sweet. Believe the promise. Believe the promise. Hmm? Believe the promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of course, this might be every woman's dream. I don't know. Maybe not. I see this tall young man with black hair. Mm, kind of kind of professional or sophisticated professional looking. That might be everybody's, I don't know. But that, that, that's yours, right? Is that true? Huh? Yes. That's kind of man you want? <laughs> yes. All right, all right, all right. And, and, you, and you, you, like, you like more thin men, right? Is that true? Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. A little bit like this one, but you can't have this one. This one's taken, but... Uh, the Lord knows everything about you. Huh? Yes. And I see this boy, and I see this girl, and you want the boy to come first. Is that true? Yes, no. Yes. That's true. You met with the Lord today, you know. Huh? You met with the Lord today. Mm -hmm. And I see this nice car. You, 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 like, you like cars. You like these energy type of cars. You, you'd almost go for an electric car. You like cars that don't burn too much fuel. Yes? No? I don't know. You never thought about that? Not really, no. So, you ever think, let me ask you this. You ever think about... Um, you ever have any consciousness about your part in the world or consciousness about, you know, protecting the world or what is that, fossil fuel, all that stuff? No. You don't ever think about that? No. Why am I seeing that? I see that with you. It's like when you, it's like when you, when you come to pick your car out, you and your husband, it's when you come to pick your car out, you're going to go for this, this energy type efficient car. I don't know if it, I don't think it's all electric, but, but you're going to go with a car that's just not all gas. You don't know nothing about that. You have a driver's license? No. You better get you one. <laughs> what? Hmm? 
Mark my word, you're going to remember this prophecy on that day. Because hmm? somewhere or another in this, you're going to start to think about these things. You know, some people, some people, they just, some people have this attitude. Well, world's going to be destroyed anyway. What do I care? Some people have that attitude. And some people have some conservation about what they do in this world. Like in this house, a lot of people drink water in this house. You know how many bags of plastic bottles we get in this house? I cannot in good conscience take those to the dump because I know that those things are going to take forever before they deteriorate. Ain't going to ask anybody. No, that, that's too many. One bottle, two bottles, three, yes, throw them in the trash. But we have bags of bottles of water. That we do drink and people come here drink. No, we take it. It's a little bit out of the way, but we take it right down the road and give it to a, who we give it to? Recycle. Recycle. Mm. You, you don't recycle. You're going to start to, you know. I ain't putting it on you. I'm telling you who you're going to be. You believe that? Yes. All right. Touch your stomach. Ain't going to happen no more. Receive that? Yeah. But you ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask for him. Yes. You know, sometimes we want to lay hands on people, but sometimes people just ain't ready to receive, you know. Mm. But you ask for the Holy Spirit, and your life is going to change. But all this fear is going to go away. Amen? Amen. Mm. I forgot now what I was prophesying about. What was I prophesying about? Huh? This is so far gone. I forgot what I prophesied. What did I prophesy? Oh, more faith in the doctors. Well, there's a wristband. It's sickness. You think you think you're sick, but the doctors don't agree. Is that you? Actually, I'm being diagnosed by every other doctor with different symptoms all the time with different diagnoses. So they can't make up their mind. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting sick a lot. I have this um, thing, I don't know if it's from since the COVID. Um, I just stay just so and sort of feel dizzy and the whole room just sort of move. So I'm going to on work and it happened. Okay, well, what's, the other, what's the other symptoms? Just that? And the recent heart. Huh? The recent heart. All right. I still having problems with breathing. All right, that's, that's, that's a simple one. But all the other doctors keep saying this and this and this and this yeah, and this. Yeah, everyone's saying there's something right. else, and I'll go and research, and they put them on medication while I'm not taking it because I just keep researching, and when I research the medications for like multiple different things. So you keep researching, so you don't believe any of the doctors. <laughs> Here's the thing with some doctors. We don't realize it. If, if you go in and you say, I'm coughing, <laughs> and they say, they give it some name, yeah. and you believe them, and they give you some medicine. There's a possibility that faith healed you. Because <laughs> you just believed that that was going to heal you. But you ain't ever believed them. You just keep giving them money. No, I'm not giving them because they write on work. They write so it work. whenever something happens on work, we have different doctors every day. So, so you don't believe none of them. <laughs> <laughs> so why you go? Because at the point in time when, it's, when it happened, I seen it with a patient like... Thursday, I was seen with a patient, and I started feeling dizzy the same way, and I had to run to get equipment to all right. measure uh, heart and all this that. Is, this is something, I don't know, I, I haven't heard many doctors talking about it, 
but it's something that the Lord revealed to me hmm, a year or two ago, I guess. When people get COVID, it, it, it's it's almost like this death thing. So what you're worried about is death. But I ain't it now. Huh? I ain't it now. You what? I'm getting it now. Getting what? The dizziness. The dizziness. Will you just stay right there? <laughs> I just, I just says this is what it is. So, what happens is you just, it's, it's death. You panic because a lot of people would die from it. See, when I started speaking death, see, it started manifesting. And so, what happens is, when you don't die, and you recover, you're happy that you recover. And so your body heals, but you never got over the fear of death. What you are experiencing, and that's why they'd say, some people have this thing that lingers after COVID, or sometimes a year or two after. My brother had it, and he actually got COVID again. Um, sometimes, uh, for a long time after, you have these side effects. But the thing is, you were so traumatized by the fear of death that even though your body got healed, the fear is still there. And it's there no more. It's going to leave you right now. You believe that? Yes, You believe that? Because mm. uh, you said it yourself, the racing heart, the dizziness, it's just, yeah. you're just afraid, you're just afraid, you know, it's going to do something to you, or afraid, you know, it did do something to you, and it's just, you just die slow. It's all a lie, right? It, it's, it's the same way that people took the vaccine, you know, and then somebody comes up and says, it's the mark of the beast, ain't no mark of the beast is in your shoulder. The mark of the beast is on your head or your hand. Um, and so you hear that and you just get fearful. Right? It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's just fear. You can understand that, right? Yes. It's just fear. You gonna trust this doctor? Yes. <laughs> it's just fear. Now, some of them doctors probably just gave you something for anxieties. Mm -hmm. Did they? No, a Friday, um, Thursday, we were to talk about, I ain't going by. You just been to one doctor or more than one doctor? Several. All right, but some of them, they just, but they're trying to deal, this month. they're trying to deal with anxieties, which is basically what yeah, I said. Yeah, for anxieties. For anxieties, yeah. right? Yeah. You ain't going to die. <laughs> you ain't going to die. Who's this man? My husband. That's your husband. I don't know. Have we truly, have we met? No. I, I don't think so. It's nice to meet you. Hmm? See, the Lord ain't going to give you a husband and kid you. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Y'all going to have a blessed life. You stop this foolishness. <laughs> you keep having those feelings, he's going to get them. <laughs> he panicked. He, he, he probably, like probably took out $3 million in life insurance on you. <laughs> Just in case I live, you know. No, 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 no. Receive my word now. I'm telling you, it's just panic. But the Lord says some of them doctors 
recognizes anxieties and what they're giving you, giving you medicine for anxieties. They just don't understand, but they don't understand the spiritual aspect of it. Some of them, are, I think, are starting to understand you can have anxieties after. It's, it's the same thing with anybody who's ever had a um, uh, kidney transplant, a heart transplant, or, or uh, blocked arteries. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they'll sit you down and tell you these things. That the biggest problem is not going through the operation. It's the fear afterwards. Because you're afraid... Something's going to break. Something's not going to work. It's the fear that follows. And I'm in several different clinics because of that. Uh, since COVID, I'm in several different clinics. You're in several different clinics? For some kind of sickness? Because of the COVID. Okay. I'm in stress. I'm in mental. I'm in high-risk chronic disease. <laughs> I'm in long COVID clinic. Too. Huh? So COVID didn't kill you, but these things don't kill okay. you. No, 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 no. In, in Hebrew it says, and the devil who held them in his power all their life by the fear of death. Not death. The fear of death. Where old death is your sting? It's the fear. Daughter, it's fear. And it's going to stop today. Amen. I'm going to send the Lord's Spirit and you're not going to give in to the fear. Right? Listen, your heart can race from a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, your husband could bring you flowers. Your heart race. That's not COVID. <laughs> you, you, you can't assume every time your heart gets to racing, you know, huh? What? Uh, yeah, that might be where you're still in love with this man, you know. Your heart just racing, you know. <laughs> and you think it's COVID. His name ain't COVID. <laughs> uh, See, you're so fearful, you're afraid to receive. You believe, you want to believe, you want to believe, but you just ain't let go yet. Let go of that chair before you turn my chair up. Let go. You squeezing that chair, huh? Turn loose. Turn loose that chair. Put your hand out. Put your hand out. Huh? You're going to hug him one night and never let go. You're just going to get so afraid. <laughs> what? fear you've been to all the doctors I mean, some of them telling you the same thing it's just fear it's just panic no more symptoms Listen, come on come on the reason I keep talking to you because you ain't fully received yet you're hearing me you, you, you like me you're hearing me you want to believe the words sound good but the spirit ain't touched you ain't taking it away. He wants to take it away. Say, I'm going to live. I'm going to live. Oh, say it again. I'm going to live. Oh, say it again. I'm going to live. Say it again. I'm going to live. Tell him you're going to live. I'm going to live. <laughs> say, I'm going to live and not die. I'm going to live and not die. <laughs> uh-huh. So all the symptoms gone? <laughs> yes, sir. They're not coming back. Amen. Come, let me touch you forward. Just as a sign right there. See, there's the cross right there. They can't come back. Right? They can't come back. Even if they try to come back, the voice of the Spirit said, no, don't go down that road again. Amen. Because hmm? listen, panic attacks and anxieties, they feel very real. They make you feel like you're having a heart attack. But the fact that you don't die says they're not real. 
Christian. True. Mm. So how is the the the, the newlywed? How long y'all been married? Since May. Since May yes. this year. Yes. That's new, new, yes. new. Uh huh. Did you do a good thing? Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. Even though she thinks she's gonna die every day. No, no regrets. Hallelujah. She ain't gonna think that way no more. And you're not gonna think that way no more. Huh? You never did. You just stay strong in the Lord. Yes? Because you've been waiting a long time for her. Is that true? Huh? You've been waiting a long time for this woman. And then God's just gonna kill her. That don't make no sense. <clears throat> you love Jesus? You've been waiting a long time. Huh? You've been waiting a long time. The Lord ain't going to... Huh? Ten years. Ten years? Ten years. I ain't never waited that long. Ten years. This is a place where all the women should faint. Huh? Yes. She faints. Oh. Oh. My wife first said, my husband wouldn't wait no 10 years for me. I know him. <laughs> wow. This man didn't come along to bury you. Stop thinking that way. Yes. Mm -mm. What, what, what you need? I, I want to make you a believer today. What, what is it you need? What will you want God to do for you? Health and strength. Health and strength. That's all you want? That's all I want. Health, Health and, and strength. strength. Health and strength. That, that's an easy one there. Health okay. and strength. Oh, one more thing. All right. Tell me one more thing. A Health and strength's in the mind, you know. Yeah. All right. What's more, the one more thing? A little more faith. A little more faith. Yeah. All right. First thing is you're going to see her change. That's a sign all by itself. She's going to quit talking that stupidness. That's a sign all by itself. I'll be a blessing. That would be a blessing. See, that would be a sign. You want more faith. How come just a little bit more? Huh? I right? have already. I just want to top it up. You want to top it up? Yeah. What's that old song? Uh, I want to drink from the saucer. Huh? So you have your own business? Would you like your own business? Someday. 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 Boy, you're just very patient. <laughs> I guess so. If you wait 10 years for her, I guess you would be patient. What kind of business you want? <laughs> what kind of business you want? We, we just use the microphones because we have a lot of people that listen online. All right, but but these mics don't work unless you do that. You you should tell him, man. You know, go ahead. There you go. These these are strange mics. Unless you turn it up like this and hold it close, they, they don't pick up. That's so singers can sing it and don't pick up background stuff. Um, want to go into this um, business into um, renting guest houses. Renting guest houses. So you want to have your own houses and rent them. That's what you want to do. All right, listen. Mm -hmm. 
But you have this plan. You, you see that happening one day, right? Yeah, I do. All right. Listen, I'm going to put the blessing on it. And I'm going to speed it up. Yes? Thank you. You're going to see this thing coming to pass. God's going to give you some signs. You just keep trusting God. Keep believing in him. Ask for that more faith. But listen, God is very real. Right? So you ask me for health and strength and, and, and um, you know, sometimes we're at a place in God that we don't feel like we have the right to ask God for too much. We think health and strength is, you know, food, you know, we should be content with that. But the Lord has so much more for us if we would just believe. It's not a selfish thing. Just when you get all these blessings, just share it. Huh? Just share it and let your light shine. Because... You know, sometimes the Lord wants you to be a witness. How are you going to witness to a world if, if your shoes are wore out and your car is wore out? You know, if, if, if it's just, if they're desperate, they might listen to you. But how are you going to be a light unless they can see that? Why are you so prosperous? Why are you so happy? You've got to have happiness with it. Because people that proper, prosper and ain't got no happiness, you know, and, and, and that's no kind of light. But, but you have to realize the, the Lord wants you to be that light. Yes. Let the Lord say when you're being selfish. Don't you decide when you're selfish. Wow. You let the Lord tell you when you're selfish. Make sense? May he give you that faith. See, that's the more faith you need. The faith that God can do abundantly more than all that you ask. That's the faith you need. Jesus said, I come to preach good news to the poor. Not that when you get in heaven, you're going to have a mansion. Or not when you get into heaven, you're going to be able to see. No, the blessing is for now. Trust him. And y'all have a beautiful marriage. Yes, mm -hmm. long life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, who's closing? You closing? It's, it's a joy to see everyone today. Yes. Listen. Have faith in God's promise. Quit, quit measuring every day how good you are and what you're doing and what you're not doing. Pray that you would have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have peace with God. And you will do the right thing. In the Holy Spirit, you will never be a prince or special. You'll be a child of God. But there's no better life. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have faith in God's promises. And you know He's for you, not against you. You know, it, it, every day you're not, you're not battling, well, I didn't do this, and I didn't do this, and I'm not a good person, and da, da, da. You stop thinking like that when you have the Holy Spirit. Amen? Be blessed.